episode of standard definition and we are doing a we did a poll on what show we should do this week yes and between all four shows that we had listed alf was the winner which i was was the winner i was pretty happy about because two of those shows were hour-long shows and it is really hard to watch an entire season of an hour-long show from the 90s in a week it's true (laughs) Because the seasons were longer, and I'm 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 willing to bet that there probably weren't as many commercial breaks too. Oh, def- definitely not. So there's just more show, more content. Which back then probably good for my scheduling, not so good. Yeah. <laughs> but what were the other three shows that we had? Uh, we had Out of This World, Twenty One Out of This World, Twenty One Jump Street, and Quantum Leap. Okay. And out of the three, out of the four, Alf won. Alf won. So, episode three of Standard Definition on the Geek Elite Radio Network is brought to you by Alf and the listeners of Geek Elite Radio. Yes. (laughs) And speaking of the listeners, I just want to thank all of our listeners because I noticed a huge spike in downloads recently. Um, And it's... It's really awesome, and it gives us motivation to create more episodes. Um, we're we're now on Stitcher, so if you if you like different podcasts, uh, Stitcher is re- a really cool way to go because it's kind of like Pandora, but for podcasts, and I really like it. Um, Smod uh, Smodcast, the, like all the Smod podcasts, they're all on Stitcher. Um, it's pretty awesome. We. Right now, we're trending to be number one on podcastland.com. Um, last time I checked, we had like 44 votes, and then the one below that, the one below us has like, I think 32 or 33. So if by the end of this month, which we only have about six, six or seven days to go, if we have the most votes, we're going to be voted podcast of the month on Podcastland, which will also help us out tremendously because, you know, first podcast you see when you get there and... You know, I, th- I think it's awesome. I just want to appreciate. I, I just want to thank all of our listeners. I really, really appreciate it. Definitely, and I think we have some of the. the I mean, I mean, every podcast probably says this, but we have some of the greatest listeners. Like, 
the people that do come on and come on to either Facebook or the website and talk to us is just pretty awesome. So I'm happy with the the people that we have, and I'm so grateful for the downloads that we're getting. And you know what's funny is you told me about the Stitcher thing, and I had no idea what Stitcher was. And then I went and downloaded it, and oh my goodness, that is the greatest app ever. <laughs> yeah, isn't it amazing? I love it. It's just like I said, it's I don't want to just compare one app to another, whatever, but just. To get the idea of what it is, it's basically Pandora for podcasts. If you like, right. if you like arts and entertainment, you click on a certain thing and it'll give it to you. If you like um, comedy, if you like video games, whatever, you could type in those different genres. Or if you like, you could type in a specific type, uh, you know, name of a podcast, and it'll, you know, give you a bunch of recommendations or play different Better shows. Like yeah, if you like it or not, and it's it, it's pretty cool. I like it a lot, and. Um, I'm, I just checked podcastland.com right now, and we are still number one. We have 44 votes, and the next one down is 32. So, oh, yeah. so. We, we, appreciate, we appreciate everybody. And if you do get a chance, uh, when, if you listen to this before the end of the month, if you could please go to podcastland.com, click on Geek Elite Radio Podcasts, and then just vote for us. It'll, Of course, it's going to ask you to verify your email. That's just so we don't... Um, we don't stuff the ballot box or whatever, but right. you know, it, it, there's a little checkbox that says, you know, don't remind me of anything. So it, it'll really help us out a lot if you do that, and you won't get spammed. I, I'm pretty right. sure you won't get spammed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also want to just say on uh, uh, if you go to our geekleetradio.com, we do uh, televised heroics does have a contest that's going to be starting up on the 25th of October. Uh, for to celebrate Halloween and the and the Walking Dead season six, everybody should go over there try and enter that. And it's, it's going to be a great little fun contest. And then, you know, uh, we'll pick a winner of who does the best zombie zombie bone, and you get some great prizes. So go check that out. How do they enter? I mean, the, all the rules and prizes are right there on our website. But um, basically, what you're going to do is you're going to go to whatever social media website that you like to use. Vine, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, and you're going to record yourself doing your best zombie moan, um, and then you're going to hashtag that with uh, Geek Elite Zombies, and then post it to our Facebook page. That sounds pretty easy. It, it really is. I mean, you're going to be on that social website anyways. You might as well uh, uh, win a prize for it. So it's pretty easy. Just we're gonna vote on, or we're gonna decide who's the best, and you get a pretty, you get some pretty kick-ass prizes. I think. Um, am I ineligible since I'm part of the Geekly family? You know, uh, I would say no. You're you're not ineligible because you do standard definition. You're not part of televised heroic, so mm-hmm. I would think you're just as e- easily could win. Awesome, because I was about to, you know, put in my two-week notice if. You had said otherwise. <laughs> okay, do you have so, to put in a two-week notice for a free pod? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that exactly works. I, if, if you just did it with enough explosive, like uh, I would just be happy with that. You just come in, throw some water in my face, and be like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. You know, I'd be like, that, that, I'll accept that. You don't need the two-week notice. Give me some stickers on the way out. <laughs> 
But then, but then again, I would start crying because you you do all the technical side of the, the whole thing. So I don't know what I would do. Oh, I would still do all the technical stuff. I just oh well, then I would just cry because I I'm not doing standard definition with you anymore. Well, I would ask for my job back after I got all the swag oh, from you know. Okay, all... well that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> so it's not it's not so bad. No, not so bad. All right, so premise, uh, so. I, if you're if this is the first time you've listened to standard definition which you know that's cool i've i've started listening to podcasts you know f- starting from the latest one or gone back only a month instead of starting from episode 1 what we do here on standard De- standard definition is we have a week to watch the first season of whatever show we're watching that week that sounded that was the stupidest sounding sentence that's ever come out of my mouth <laughs> But basically, that's what we do. We think of an episode. Uh, we think of a show to watch. That f- for a whole week, we watch the first season, and then we record an episode of Standard Definition based on that show. Um, we talk about the cast. We talk about the show's premise. We d- we discuss whether we liked it or not. What we did like. What we didn't like. If there are any plot holes. Like if it's a if it's an ongoing like. If it's not a self, not a self-contained episode show, kind of like Alf, like a sitcom where each episode is completely different, um, then we'll talk about plot holes. Uh, if there are any celebrity cameos, and I don't mean cameos as in, as in like, oh my gosh, you know, this big shot celebrity just showed up on the show. No, back then there was a lot of celebrities that weren't that were nobodies back then they weren't celebrities they yet. weren't celebrities <laughs> yet a lot of times like the la- the last show we did um the flash i don't uh no my secret identity the no, it, the last one oh okay yeah the the first episode we did was my secret identity and it was nev campbell's very first on-screen appearance she was nobody back then. I mean, I don't think she's much now, but she was famous for a while in the late 90s. It's so, true. Late 90s, early aughts. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wouldn't really consider that a celebrity cameo, but I just can't really think of any other thing to call it. Um, then we talk about whether or not the show holds up. Uh, if the show were to be rebooted, who 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 would make a good cast? Um where are they now? Where's the cast now? And then whether or not you recommend the show to anybody else. And yeah, that's I think we, for the last two shows that we've done, uh, I think we've covered all that material pretty well. And I can't wait to find out what we do with this show with Alf. It's honestly, it's hard not to like Alf. A lot of it really is. It's he's very snarky. Okay. Okay. First, let's talk about let's talk about the cast. We're going. Okay. We're going. We're going out of order. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens often, also too. Okay. So there's Max Wright, who played Willie Tanner, the the father of the family. Um, there's Anne Anne Shadine, who came, played Kate, his wife, the mother. Who uh, Andrea Elson, who played Lynn, the the eldest daughter, and then uh, Benji Gregory, who played who played Brian who was the young boy who was basically Alf's best friend. And then, you know, the main guy, Alf, was played by Paul Fusco. He played, he did the puppetry of Alf. He played Alf himself, uh, the voice of Alf. And he was also the creator and producer of the show. Right. Which, you know, that's uh, funny because that was, he's a very, uh, 
unique voice that Alf has. No, indeed. I honestly, I, I don't think Paul Fusco's really done anything but Alf. I haven't really looked into <laughs> it, but I his very his voice is very distinct. Right. So that's crazy. Yeah, and I think if he were to ever do the voice of any, that's his real voice too. If he was to do any voice of any other character, you're just like, why does that guy sound like Alf? <laughs> What's Alf doing here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's what. Uh, and so are, are we? We okay? So these are the people. These are the main characters. These are the actors. Do we talk about what we think of those those people? Excuse me. Should we talk about how, what we think about them and how they did in the in these roles, or is let's, that no? Let's something? let's do it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you know, Max Wright uh, as Willie Tanner is more often than not playing the straight man to Alf's uh, comedy. So most of the jokes are aimed at Willie Tanner. It's at his expense throughout most of the show. Right. And I think for Max Wright and. If you go onto like the IMDb page for Alf and you look up the trivia, it sa- it states that like most of the cast was often very um, frustrated with the show because a lot of the best lines were given to Alf uh, because of all the puppetry they had to go into making the the costume work or the the Alf co- Alf, Alf robot work was so time consuming that they would do really long shoots. That I, I think it was, it just states how much better of actors these four people were, especially uh, Max Wright, because he was able to um, still stay in the moment of the jokes and uh, play off of Alf, who's not actually there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think I read somewhere that it was such a such a hard show to work on, just because of you, you know, the the way the the set was built there was trap doors all over the set so that way the puppet the puppeteer can you know open the trap door and you know move alf around you know pu- puppeteer alf and then you know close the trap door or whatever and i know that there's certain marks that they had on the ground because you could have fall you could have fallen through those trap doors and you know probably killed yourself so not only did they have to act you know, when they did the blocking of the scene and stuff, they had to figure out where they were going to stand so they didn't die. And then, like like you said, like the long hours and trying to get the puppet right and stuff, I heard that they all hated each other at the end. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's hard to sit there and act like a loving family when so much tension and, uh, you know, frustration is present. I, I That's why I just, it's a more of a testament to how well they, how well good of act, professional actors these people were. And and to think about trap doors with um, Benji, the the kid who played uh, Brian. Right. You know, that's a child walking around on a set who has to, which children already don't pay attention. He has to make sure he doesn't fall down a trap door. That's pretty incredible. No, I agree. And then how you know, I really hope that they did explain to him that Alf was a puppet because how screwed up would that be if all of a sudden. He sees someone pull their hand out of Alf's butt, and he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> well, you know what I was thinking was like, because it's it it also shows that there the you know the information that's out there for Alf says that um, a lot of the or the puppetry was done remotely, so it was someone else controlling like the head and the mouth and the eyes and stuff. And I was as I'm sitting here watching the show, 
this time around, I'm like, you know, they were really pretty spot on with the the mouth movements and the head movements and the eye movements, you know, all coordinating with each other. I've seen some bad puppetry in the past, and I'm talking about, you know, like not too far, not too long ago. This is back in what '86. Yes, it ran from '86 to 1990. Yeah, four seasons, only four seasons. The first season alone is 26 episodes, so I can only imagine if there's four seasons of 26 episodes, that's uh, that's that's already a hundred episodes in it's only four seasons that's pretty crazy that's a hell of a lot yeah especially if it takes more than more than a week or two to shoot just one episode that's like that's like constant constant work i mean 26 episodes in one season that's half of a year yeah that's how i mean yeah that's that's crazy i hope they got paid big bucks you know i do want to say this that um, and I know that we're skipping uh, once again we're skipping and, and we tend to do this or at least I tend to do this but one the theme song as soon as it comes on at this first the first episode watching uh, this time around gave me such a nostalgic feel gave me such a like uh, warm place in my heart because I remember watching that show uh, when I was growing up and and when I moved at the age of six from North Carolina to Arizona, uh, it was just my mother and myself and we were driving across country and we, she would make sure to stop, uh, in a hotel the night that, that Alf came on so that I could still watch that while we were on the road. So that's just, I have very fond memories of all Alf. Wait, you made your mom get a hotel just so you could watch Alf? I that's the way I kind of remember it, but I knowing my mom, uh, she didn't like driving at night anyways, so that's why our trip took much longer than it needed to to go from North Carolina to Arizona. So that's you know it's only ten to twelve hours on the road a day. The rest of the time we would have been in a hotel anyways. Okay, I didn't make her get a hotel oh. room. I just remember saying to my saying we're gonna get a hotel room so I can watch Alf tonight, right? Okay. I mean, I was six years old. Come on. All right, because I was gonna say you're a you were a spoiled little brat, man. If if <laughs> I was driving across the country and my kid was like, "We need to stop at a motel because I gotta watch our Ar- iCarly," I would have been like, "Whose family do you think you're in right now?" <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. I, I I it's 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 a fond memory for me. Don't take this away from me, Aaron. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes, Max Wright. Max Wright. He was. I. I don't know. He. I don't remember really seeing him in much else. Um, but in Alf, it just. I don't know. He seemed to have played Willie too dry. I remember as a kid not liking Willie Tanner, just because he just seemed like kind of a. He seemed too strict and just not not fun. I mean, my my dad wasn't really all that fun. But then, you know, you watch Alf and, you know, Alf is the only person that's making you laugh. And then the dad is just like the complete opposite. So it's just kind of like, oh, this kind of sucks. This this dad is not he's not a very fun dad. I would not want to have Willie Tanner as dad. 
okay, but that's watching it as a child, which is the way that they wrote it that way. They they want you to, to think of Willie Tanner as the opposite of Alf, whereas Alf is the fun-loving, you know, live-by-the-seat-of-your-pants-do-whatever-makes-you-happy kind of character. Willie Tanner is the character that's there to make you think, you know, these are the rules, these are why things happen, These you got to be able to get from point A to point B and, and plan ahead. As an adult rewatching it, do you have the same feeling towards I, I, Willie no, Tanner? Because I totally do. I still don't like Willie Tanner. Really? Because that's funny. Because watching it as an adult now, I'm more I'm more on Willie Tanner's side, being like, "Yeah, that Alf is kind of a dick. He's totally destroying my house. He's totally mooching off of me, and he never once says thank you or doesn't he's constantly trying to eat my cat. You know, I I like." identify more with Willie Tanner now as an adult, which is funny because you're the one with the kids, so... Well, okay, so I will give Willie some credit because if an alien crash-landed in my garage, I would not, I would not, you know, board him in my house. I would have called the authorities or sold him. I would be a millionaire right now. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, I don't We think would be that... elf... We would be elfless, but we will be living large. Yeah. <laughs> I think the government would just come in, and then all of a sudden, your house and your family are no longer there. Everybody's everybody's in a CIA black site or something, you know. <laughs> hey, as long as whatever new, um, as long as whatever new life they give us, I am driving. You know a Ferrari or something and I don't have to worry about money then you know then yeah I'm totally cool I mean who cares I wouldn't have to sell them to the to the military or anything I would I don't know I'd who go to Bartman and Bailey and sell them to them sure I mean honestly I don't have experience (laughs) in uh, selling aliens so I really don't wouldn't know where to start maybe sell Hollywood that's where you want to start yeah maybe maybe sell them in the the dark web or something do you use use tour and try to try to get rid of my elf problem no no you straight up just drive straight onto the Warner Brothers lot and be like look Mr. Warner <laughs> I have something that you might want Mr. Brothers <laughs> Mr. Brothers <laughs> I almost said that it's okay I was I was thinking it <laughs> Okay, so you're saying you didn't remember seeing Max Wright in anything. I have one thing that I know I've seen him in after that. I, I mean, I haven't seen him in anything lately, but uh, Ghost Rider, which was on PBS, used to be one of my favorite shows as a kid. See, I remember watching that as a kid, but I honestly don't remember too much of it. Yeah, and I, looking on his uh, filmography on Wikipedia, it says he only did like four episodes of the show, but I do remember him being on it. I remember when I was watching Ghost Rider being like, oh my goodness, that's the dad from ALF. Well, it says he was also in a couple episodes of WKRP in Cincinnati, which was a show that I watched when I was a kid. He was also in Tales from the Dark Side, which was an awesome show that I totally dug when I was a kid, which was made by George Romero of uh, um, Night of the Living uh, Dead. And uh, right. let's see... Misfits of Science. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, Murder, She Wrote. That's a show I didn't watch. So, yeah, pretty much uh, WKRP and Tales from the Dark Side, which I only watched WKRP because my parents freaking watched it. I it, I wouldn't watch it now, but 
Tales from the Dark Side, I watched like every single episode, but honestly, oh, he was also in Quantum Leap. He was in a couple episodes of that. Um, yeah, yeah, I it guess... looks like a, a lot of the cast, other than the, the youngest son, was did a lot of sitcom work or uh, TV work after this. Yeah, Max Wright, I guess he was, he's just pretty forgettable. Maybe it's because I didn't like him at all when he was Willie Tanner. So anything that he was ever in, I just kind of blocked just him blocked from memory. Out. Yeah. <laughs> is they're all repressed memories. That's funny. I, I, I really don't remember having such a hatred or not. I'm not saying that you hate him, but having such a dislike for his character. I remember being like, yeah, this does need to have a nice dichotomy between Alf and, and, and uh, Willie Tanner. If he, okay. I have no problem with somebody being strict. I'm a parent, and I am very strict. But, I... <laughs> but you know, Willie was just, not only was he strict, he was not fun at all. That, I, I think that's where you ha- you're having your problem, is that he's such a wet towel, he's, or a wet blanket. I mean, he literally, whenever someone is having fun, and usually it's Alf, he's telling him to stop. Stop doing that. Stop, stop doing what you're doing. Stop being fun you know so i i i get it yeah i totally get it yeah i mean, I mean there's there's so many times i was watching alf and willie would open his mouth that it had no context of what they were talking about he would just come in and just be all negative and i'm just like f you willie <laughs> okay also talking about these characters the mom uh you said her name earlier the, the lady that played kate um, and Sh- and Shadeen, I I don't know if I'm spelling that, saying that correctly. It's S C H E D E E N Shadeen Skadeen. I don't know. Kate. I just have to say, uh, Kate as the mother of the Tanners could not be more the epitome of a '90s mom. <laughs> like the clothes, the haircut, her attitude is like oh my, or not '90s '80s mom. Oh yeah, definitely. Sorry. She it had the just, she oh. had the the waist uh, the like. The over-the-belly-button mom jeans and everything. <laughs> and the kind of weird mullet haircut, yep. kind of. <laughs> Shoulder pads. It, Shoulder it was, pads. It was, the, it was the 80s. She wasn't really the 80s mom. She was just, she was the mom from the 80s. She wasn't, yeah. she wasn't trying to be, like, stand out. She was just what all moms looked like in the 80s, I guess. Yeah, but she's almost like, I mean, I, yeah, you're right. That's just what people looked like back then. But to me, right, looking at it in a hindsight, she's like the epitome of or the ultimate 80s mom. She seems like all the things that you think about for 80s ladies fashion. Right. And I, did, I didn't have a problem with her. She was almost as strict as Willie, but she was also kind of fun. And she helped. The, she helped. Okay. She was like what kind of how my mom acted. If my dad was at work, she'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you're doing this. whatever you're doing. Stop doing it. Wait, you know, your dad's gonna come home in a few minutes. You're gonna get in trouble if he sees this. So let's try to clean this up and hide it. You know, she. That's that's how Kate was in the show, which I thought was pretty cool. She wasn't just like, you know, just the crazy disciplinarian. She was she was the she was the mom. She acted like the mom, and I thought I thought she was pretty cool. No, totally. And then I remember I, I I remember thinking that the older sister was cute. No, I like Lynn. I thought she I thought she was adorable. Um <laughs> even 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 now I think she was adorable. But what's funny 
is the show lasted for four seasons. Um, she had braces the entire four. How long? I've never had braces. How the hell long are you supposed to wear braces for? It really depends. I had braces as a as a teenager, and it, it really depends on whether how often you get them uh, tightened and, and how how much work needed to be done. Mine, I think, were on for about a year. Okay. See, that's not four years. No, no, that's not. And those could have been uh, total uh, prosthetic uh, makeup prop kind of things. Like she wore something inside her mouth to make it look like she had uh, actual braces on. Maybe, but it, it did kind of throw me off. Even when I was a kid watching this, you know, three three years in thinking, aren't her teeth straight by now? <laughs> Maybe, maybe at the end of the season she would get him, take him off, and then she wouldn't wear her retainer, so her teeth would go messed up again, and then go ahead and put the braces back on. What's What's funny? Maybe, maybe they kept the braces in to kind of distract people from her, because I'm looking at a picture on her IMDb right now, her default picture, and she doesn't have braces, and she is quite beautiful. She does have I mean, I, she does have the feathered back '80s hair. Yeah, and stuff. But oh my gosh, she she. I think she would have she would have stole the show if she, that's probably why they kept the braces in. I wouldn't doubt it. it. More and plus the braces would keep her looking younger too. Yeah, that too. It and I always thought it was funny and. Uh, the first was it the first handful of episodes uh he's constantly wearing this um newsy boy's hat <laughs> yep i remember just, that i just want to be like did the executives just think let's give him this hat to wear all the time even when he's in the house and it will be a way for, like we can get kids to buy this hat so that they can be more like brian tanner yeah i never understood that but then again, I I don't know. I'm not a hat person anyway. My head is shaped funky, so <laughs> and any hat I put on, I do, I look I look like a total chode. Well, I mean, I I, I personally I wear uh, a ball cap all the time, at least when I'm like outside of the house. If I'm in my house, I don't have a cap on. So that's why I always thought it was weird that this kid is also wearing it inside the house, and it's not it's not a ball cap. It's this weird. You know, nineteen thirties newsy cap. And it's like <laughs> that's a weird fashion statement, kid. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Their their uh, their costume department must have been on drugs or just I, who knows. Maybe they're just a big fan of uh, the newsies. Maybe. <laughs> well, let's see. Okay, show's premise. You wanna, well, the premise is, you know, basically just uh, alien crash lands in, in family's garage, and from that point on, they don't, they the basically the family instantly falls in love with this alien because of his charm. Um, not to the point like they are romantically in love with him, but more of familiar in love with him, you know. Yeah. And they don't want to turn him into the government, and the very first episode. Uh, we are introduced to the Akmonics, which are the next door neighbors who are very nosy, or at least the wife is. And she. I hate uh, her so much. Instantly calls the the government and says, hey, there's an alien next door. Maybe you guys want to come check this out. 
I don't know if that number is in the you know the government yellow pages or whatever, but apparently she got a hold of it and called them. Um, it's funny that you said you didn't like her. That's uh, she plays Jerry Seinfeld's mom in the in Seinfeld later on. Did she? Same actress. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember. I wasn't a huge Seinfeld fan. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it wasn't for everyone. It's it, 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 when they're talking about the show that they're going to make inside Seinfeld about a show about nothing. It literally is a show about nothing. So I can understand people that didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple charming moments from the show. I I did I have seen every episode because my parents. You know, it was on when I still lived with my parents, and they they loved it. But I don't know; I wasn't really a huge fan. I didn't, I didn't, I never really saw the appeal. I was more well, of a this is back. I, I was more of a mad about you guy. <laughs> I liked mad about you too. That came, I, um, that but came obviously, this is time. this is about the the you know these are the t- the times when um, networks were giving uh, TV shows to stand up comedians. So it's all, it's comedy based off of their stand-up routines. Like Mad About You, Paul Reiser had a lot of stand-up about being married. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a lot of observational stand-up in his in his comedy. So his show is literally about nothing, just the things that he observes every day. Right. Roseanne had all her stand-up was about being a, a mother uh, that lives under the poverty line. So her show becomes all about living under the poverty line. Right. So that's kind of a, a sidetrack, but uh, so basically, after they've tricked the government agent, the general, into saying that they don't have an alien there, they take it upon the Tanners take it upon themselves to keep Alf a secret from everybody outside of the house and uh, allow him to live there in their home. And to me, basically, what I get from Alf is that he is. That uncle that ends up losing his job and has to come live with your family. And even though he's not really contributing to the family, you still love him because he's able to uh, either hand out some type of advice or be there to pick the kids up from school or something. But he still has all those obnoxious jokes. And your dad doesn't really like him so much. But your mom tells you know the dad to put up with him and stuff like that. Right, that's probably like the perfect example of what kind of Alf's dynamic in the household. Although he can't really leave the house and pick up anybody because anybody sees him and he gets found out. But um, it's true. But yeah, but as, there as, are times when he's able to like help Lynn with her, uh, you know, boy problems or Brian with his schoolwork problems. Right, definitely, because he's he's he is part of the family, but he's pretty much just stuck in the house (laughs) and you know like the more i watch the episodes i keep trying to like i don't know why it was but i keep trying to pinpoint what it is about alf and his humor that seems so familiar to me and i think i think other than the fact that it's not so self-deprecating it reminds me a lot of like rodney dangerfield huh i don't know do you do you think you can you get that feel at all i honestly don't know much of Rodney Dangerfield's humor. I I know, okay, I know his is self-deprecating, like, no respect, you know, whatever, but I don't know. I I didn't really, I never really put the two together. Yeah, it's just because, like, he's, 
if you get past the self-deprecating part, all of his jokes are very loud and obnoxious. So that's why I think I get a lot of the uh, out of Alf is the same. Maybe. And whereas Roddy Dangerfield is self-deprecating, Alf is very much uh, whatever the opposite of that, very confident about himself. Right. So one thing that I always wondered was, because they don't they don't touch on it too much, because he is, he does seem like he's just like happy-go-lucky, doesn't have a care in the world, whatever, always trying to get into mischief, always trying to eat the cat, which Melmachians eat cats, um, which is weird because why? How would how would a cat be on Melmac? Whatever, I don't understand. Um, well, he is speaking English, so <laughs> he's speaking English and drink and breathing oxygen. So it's true. Who knows? Um, but I always wondered if I know. I know if I took a trip to outer space, even without my family, and I, you know, I didn't. My family didn't exist. Whatever. If I took a trip to outer space and I landed in some aliens' garage. Um, and then they decided to take me in and be part of their family. That would be so weird and awkward to me. I would get homesick. I would be depressed constantly. I don't know. That's just, I would miss, I would miss earth. I would miss my home so much, you know, that's, that's weird, but he doesn't really seem to let it, let it bother him. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just because he's an alien and they don't think that way or whatever, but I almost have to say that's what it is. I think the, like, Melmachians aren't aren't that way. Like they literally are go with the flow. If I remember the cartoon at, at all, maybe it's kind of like when you get a dog and the dog it does you know they're completely away from their dog family. Like they're you know their um, their parents and their siblings and whatever. Then you take them to their your home. All of a sudden you're their family and you know they protect you and they love you and they forget all about them. You know maybe that's how it is. That totally could be it. I mean, obviously he's more intelligent than a dog, um, but you're you're right. As soon as uh, he can, or he probably does. Um, what's the word? Uh, imprint on the family to the point where this is his family now. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, next uh, qu- first question is: Did we like? Did we like the show? You know, this time around, um, and I did obviously. I told you earlier that I did like the show um, as a child. I still like the show as an adult. Yeah, same here. I'm. I'm. I don't know. Alf. Alf is one of those shows that just can't get old to me. I mean, yeah. You know, they pick up their giant, big ass Zach Morris phone. You know, stuff. So it. A lot of the stuff that happened in the show doesn't hold up. Obviously, that was twenty years ago, but. I can watch it to this day and still laugh my butt off because a lot of the jokes still hold up. Well, that's because a lot of the jokes are, are family-based. It's about, and even though time changes and technology changes, family dynamics are still pretty much the same. You get a, the way you raise a child, I would assume, is still, from the 80s, is still a lot similar as to what it is now. Right, and a lot of the jokes that they used weren't very topical. So you, they, you, can, you can hear them t- almost 20 years later and still laugh. Right. Now, I will say that, like, as an adult, I did find a lot of uh, the humor to be um, obnoxious, and I just kind of, I kind of rolled my eyes more often than I know I did as as a kid, but I still thought it was funny. I only rolled my eyes as a kid if, like, my mom put, like, eggs in my 
Top Ramen or something. <laughs> I could totally see a uh, little Aaron rolling his eyes, and be like, "Eggs again?" Uh. <laughs> I like eggs and I like Top Ramen, but I I don't know. I can't I can't mix the two because it's weird to me. I. I I could I don't think I would ever want eggs in my top ramen, so I know that never happened to me. But yeah, I get where you're coming from. Wait, and I and I did I grew up fairly poor. I didn't we didn't grow up very much money, so my parents got pretty creative with their top ramen. <laughs> See, I just did top ramen by itself. We like even sometimes we didn't even boil it. Like we just eat it like it was like popcorn. <laughs> it's like just crumpled it up. Put it in a bowl, add the seasoning. I've never tried that. I'm not going to knock anybody for it because I've never tried it. But my cousin Vince does that. Um, I used to work with him, you know, you know, we, we worked for the government. I used to work with him, and he'd be downrange uh, in the blistering heat because we live in the Arizona desert, 120 degrees outside, and he would just crack open a pack of Top Ramen just sprinkle the stuff on and eat it like like it's a candy bar. And I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> No, that's that's the way we used to do it too. It's it's just like a good little uh, uh, snack, I guess. You know, we wake up Sunday morning instead of getting a bowl of cereal out, got some top ramen, dry top ramen. Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not judging. I've never tried it, so I can't say anything bad about it. Someday, someday I might get the nerve to try it, but <laughs> as of right now, hey, if you like it, you know. Go for it. Good on you. Good on you. Go for it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So what what didn't we like about the show? You know what? I, I'll tell you what I didn't like about the show. I loved everything about the show, although anytime they showed the full body shot of Alf, I don't know. I know they used, you know, some little person in like the costume, the Alf costume, and I know they're not going to have the mouth move and whatever, but the face just seemed way different than the face of the actual puppet. You, you would have thought they would have made it a little bit, I don't know, a little bit more like resembling the other one. It's like, it's like the person that made the, uh, the costume for the little person to wear for the full body shots of Alf when he moves around, didn't even look at the other one. It's like, they just looked at a <laughs> sketch of it because it's almost, it's almost completely different and it would throw me the hell off. Like the season opener, when he would walk around with the camera during the during the credits, and then at the very right. end he would set up the ca- you would see him set up the camera. He'd go <sighs> on the screen and wipe off the wipe off the lens, and then put it down. He'd go out of frame, and then you would see some weird looking elf looking creature that doesn't even resemble elf go and stand with the Tanner family, and you're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> it threw me off a lot as a kid, and as an adult, it's just like, come on, they could have put a little bit more work into that. Yeah, they yeah they probably could have, but also like the 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 face didn't throw me off so much as that the head, because when the person is inside the costume, their actual head has to fit in the head, right? Whereas when there's not, it's the head is so much smaller, and that's the thing that always threw me off. That may have that may have been it. The head the head face combo, you know, the whole. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like when you get when I, when you find a mask of like Ronald Reagan at you know a Halloween store. You know who it's supposed to be, but it looks nothing like him because your head has to fit inside that mask. Right. It looked. I know. I get it. It looked like a caricature of Alf. 
Yep. Yep, that's exactly what it looked like. And it, it bumped you know, it was, bumped me out. Was, was were these uh was this a Jim Henson puppet? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea either. It it may have been. Okay. Well, just if if a listener knows, they can go ahead and write into us. If not, we'll go do the research if I remember it afterwards. And speaking of speaking of writing into us, I, and, and you know, I don't I don't want to get too off topic of off you know what we're talking about, but um, we do have a forum set up on our geeklyradio.com website, and we're also on Facebook. So feel free to ask us questions. We'll get right back to you. We're pretty we're pretty up to date on all that stuff. So. You know, we like we like the interaction with our listeners. We we haven't had a whole lot yet because we are still fairly new. But I think it's a whole lot of fun to respond to listeners when they have questions. I'm I'm totally willing to answer questions. I'll even I'll even sit there and chat with you on the website for for as long as you want. Just just because it's it's fun to me and I want to get feedback. Yes, definitely. That's exactly how I feel too. Uh, I, even if it's not a question, just you want to talk about something that we've talked about? I love, I'll love to talk about it more. So, yeah, definitely. You know, go ahead and drop us a line any way possible, and I'll, I'll be there to, to talk. Aaron will be there to talk. So, someone will be there. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll even, I'll even give you Mitch's cell phone number. You can text him. It's true. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> I won't do that. <laughs> Because once once we ever do, if you know, oh, te- someone texted me right now. Was that was that one of our that listeners? That was me. Um, that was the listener I gave your number to. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> if if by some chance we ever do get even remotely popular, you're gonna want to throw your phone away because I know if someone if a podcast I was listening to gave out their phone number to text, I would text them all the time just because. Oh yeah. <laughs> being a fan of you shows, I would I would have a blast. I've had the same phone number for the last 12 years. I don't want to give up this number. This is the number everybody knows me at. Well, you're going to be putting a bunch bunch of people on your block list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what what didn't you like about the show? Um, you know, that's If there was anything. There's there's not much that I didn't like about it because I accepted it for what it was, I think, for the most part. I think as an adult watching it, it's hard to get over the fact that I know you notice that Alf is always in the same positions. You know, whenever they had to do the the puppetry that's from the stomach up, he's he's either behind the table or behind the couch or on the other side of the bed, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Those 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 kind of things get to me as as an adult. And it's because it's practicality. You can't you can't only be in so many places. There's only so many ways that you can hide the the puppeteers and stuff. I understand that. Yeah. I just you you start to note it in your mind if even if it's subconsciously you note it. Yeah, I I, I noticed I noticed it too, but I never let it bother me just because I I know it's they, they had their limitations of where they can be, you know. So that I I wouldn't say that was one of the things I didn't like. So I just one of the things I noticed. Yeah, exactly. I think them the same way. It's not something that I didn't like. It's just something I noticed. Something that tugged at me while watching. Okay, so then celebrity cameos. Like like I said earlier, they're not really cameos. It's just people that really weren't popular back then just so happened to have been on this show. And they're either really popular now or have been popular since and we'll probably recognize them. Uh, a few of them are actually some of the 
some of the um, voice actors from The Simpsons. Dan Castellaneta, Harry Shearer, um, let's see, Marsha Wallace, who... That's the one that I noticed, too. Yeah. She plays Brian's principal from from school, and when she comes on on TV, I'm like, oh, my God, this is Krabappel is here. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think I think she was meant to play an authority figure because she's she's really cool. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Joyce Brothers, um, David Spade. Really? Yep. He played Larry Slotkin in one episode in 1990. Um, Ted. Ra- okay, so not in the first season. Right. Ted Raimi. Uh, Sam Ra- oh, Sam Raimi's Sam brother. Raimi's brother. And Ted Ted Raimi's been in like everything, especially anything that Sam Raimi's made, correct, or produced. Um, <laughs> If you remember, he was Joxer the Mighty in Hercules and Xena. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm just going through the list right now. John Panette. Rest in peace, John Panette. Uh, he was in wow. it. Um, Sandy Duncan was in it. Um, yeah, I see Dan, Dan Castellaneta right there. Um, there, was, there was quite a bit of people. I mean, not a whole... And this is an... It- well, this was an NBC primetime show, so you know anybody that was doing the sitcom circuits as character actors would would have definitely been on this show, and that, that's why. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I can I can go on for quite a while. And and Mira, who is Ben Stiller's mom, who also right. just recently passed away. Um, right. Yeah, quite quite a bit of people. So yeah, and if, like I said. Mrs. Ockmonic uh, ended up being Jerry Seinfeld's mom. Right. Um, in Seinfeld. Quite a bit more people, more than I'm willing to list off. But if you go to Alf's IMDb page, just go scroll through and see if you recognize anybody that I didn't name. Do you want me to do it, or are you talking to the listeners? No, I was talking to the listeners. Okay, that's what I thought. You, you, can, <laughs> you can if you want. Just wait till we're no, done recording. No, I was already there with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, does the show hold up? I think we stated it. Other than like technology-wise and you know stuff like that, uh, the jokes still hold up because the the family dynamic is is still similar. Right, and I forgot that we had already touched on that, so we'll go ahead and skip that one, even though you just answered. Um, if rebooted, who will the cast be? Honestly, I don't think that you can recast Alf because he wasn't just an actor; he's the puppet with the voice. If you if they rebooted it, it would have. I, honest, I think they would have to be the same same puppet, same voice actor. Oh, definitely. Because otherwise, you're gonna get like I don't know if you're if you've seen any episodes of this new of the new Muppet Show on ABC, but a lot of the voices are similar but not exactly right. right. So at watching it as adult, it's just like oh, it, something sounds wrong there with Kermit, or something sounds wrong there with Fozzie Bear. It just doesn't. It doesn't hit home, and it, it kind of throws you off. So if you found someone else to do Alf's voice, they probably would do an approximation that was pretty close, but maybe not right on. Right, so maybe have Chris Hardwick do the voice of Alf. And that is so funny when he's doing his podcast and he does an Alf voice. And there's many times that he does a bunch of different impressions of different people, and I'm like, that's pretty good. But he does an Alf voice almost spot on but then again you would watch it and you'd probably still be like huh there's something off about it no he 
Chris Hardwick's Chris Hardwick's awesome. He's he's done some pretty awesome impressions, and yeah, and Alf is 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 up there in his you know top top impressions that he and he's not even known for impressions. It's just like he'll no, he'll, he's not, yeah. he'll he'll throw out a voice, and you're like, holy crap, Chris Hardwick is awesome at impressions. <laughs> so yeah, if you're listening, Chris Hardwick, which you're probably not. You're, oh, uh, I want to say in my you know happy dreams he is okay. Well, I heart you, Chris Hardwick. You're awesome. <laughs> Um, okay, so as far as the as far as Willie, I I never I could never really think of who who could make a good Willie Tanner. Um, let's see, the only the only person I actually did some thought did some thinking on who would be part of the cast if they rebooted it was uh, probably probably Brian if they re. If they recast Brian, um, if they if they rebooted it, I think Brian would be I, I would be well played by a uh, Sean Giambrone from uh, the Goldbergs. He plays Adam Goldberg on the Goldbergs. Oh, <laughs> nice! Because he's that that is a cute little kid, and he is hilarious. Wait, you said Adam? Adam. Oh, at first I thought you said Barry. No, but yes, no, Adam. Yeah. He, but he's not he's not so little anymore this season he's he's going through puberty and it's it's quite obvious well I'm I'm not on season three yet I'm still on season I'm about about a third of the way through season two but okay but yeah I, I he's 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 awesome I think he'd make a great Brian when I was watching Alf I was like man I could totally see him playing this now see you know who I would do is Willie Tanner who's that and uh I, I I still think he would it would work but he might be a little too old for the role now John Lorquette, I think he would do a great Willie Tanner, because he can do very dry a lot, and but he can also make you laugh. So I think they would definitely have him do more comedic parts of the show instead of just being the the straight uh, guy. But I think he would do great as as Willie Tanner. Is it weird that I think it'd be cool if J.K. Simmons was Willie Tanner? <laughs> That would be awesome, but he'd probably yell <laughs> at Alf more often than anything else. Which I would totally be okay with because J.K. Simmons is awesome. He is awesome if he's if he's playing J. Jonah Jameson, if he's playing a drum teacher, or if he's playing uh, Cave Johnson from Portal. <laughs> Dude, he was so funny in that. I love that's some of the best parts of that game is, is listening to Cave Johnson's little rants. Okay, the uh, the mom, Kate. Who do you do you have an actress in mind? Yeah. Um, okay. Once again, she might be too old for this role, but um, Kevin McAllister's mom from Oh, Catherine O'Hara, Home Alone. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Thank you. I love Catherine O'Hara. I think she's adorable. Right. So I think I think she would. Her and John Larroquette is the is the mother and father. Heck yeah! I think that'd be so cool. <laughs> those that, those are good. Now, those are good choices. I think that's awesome. What about what about Lynn? Uh, Lynn, I, I you know see, I that's one thing is that I have a hard time casting children because I don't watch a well, lot. Well, she's like, like seventeen, eighteen Nickelodeon. years old. That's true, but I don't watch a lot of shows that have seventeen or eighteen year olds in it. A lot of the shows I watch are are more adults. So I would think you would get someone from like. Nickelodeon or Disney that wants to make the jump to primetime television. You know what I mean? True. Well, the only... maybe What about, like, Jeanette McCurdy, 
who played uh, in iCarly. She played Sam. She played Sam Puckett in iCarly and in um, Sam and Cat. I don't know if you know too much about. I don't her. know any of those things. Oh. <laughs> I think I think she. But I think she. I'll fun. agree with I li- you. I like her. I think I think she's cool. My my kids yeah. my kids love Sam and Cat and iCarly and stuff. So while I really don't know a whole lot of these kids, I. I you know I think I think she I think she'd be I think she'd be pretty good as Lynn. I I am there with you. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking that ride with you, sir. Okay. Although she's like 30 years old now, I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. So do you have a? Uh, well, you were talking about how it's hard for you to cast kids, so you didn't think of any any for uh, Brian, did you? No, I didn't. I mean, yeah, I'll go with your Adam Goldberg. Okay, so that's fine with me. Okay, um, where where are they now? Where is where is Alf now? Well, the last thing that he did, he had a short lived, and by short lived, I mean six to seven episodes of a late night talk show on TV Land <laughs> back in the mid two thousands. So it was uh, basically him doing like a Johnny Carson late night talk show. With Ed McMahon as his sidekick. That was a long time ago. (laughs) And I can only imagine that whatever executive thought this was a good idea is because they went, they they happened to catch an episode of uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, on Cartoon Network. And was like, huh, they took an old character and made it so that he has a fake late night talk show. Let's see if we can do the same with Alf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and obviously it was not successful It lasted only six episodes Well I'm sure it made a little bit of money If anything I don't know with the amount of money that it probably cost To puppet puppeteer him And then you know also uh, Get Ed McMahon to be on the on the show It might not have made any money Eh may, maybe I don't know how, how much did it cost for Ed McMahon to, I mean didn't he work for Like booze back then <laughs> no, that was earlier when he was actually on Johnny Carson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so see the, the... Ma- Max Wright, what it, where is he where is he now? Um if you look on his IMDb, there's really not a whole lot. The last thing it says that happened was in 2000, <laughs> 2000 and in 2003, he was arrested for DUI. Oh wow, I didn't even notice that. What an idiot. Never, yeah. never drink and drive, people. That's no, no, very yeah, stupid. definitely never drink and drive. But I, I've known a lot of people that have done gotten DUIs. Yeah, it's it's not it, as as a person who enjoys their life and lives in a town with snowbirds six months out of the year. I am terrified to drive when there's people that don't know how to drive on the road. There, I mean, just today I was on the freeway on my way back from the Goodwill, you know, um, on the other side of town because I'm looking for I'm looking for an old couch to put in my garage, and I'm doing, I'm in the I'm in the passing lane, and there's a truck behind me that's on my butt, and I'm doing like ten miles over trying to pass another truck, and this guy like royally pissed me off. I was gonna brake check him, but my kids were in the back, and you know. <laughs> Might not be a good idea. Um, let's see. Who else? Where is where is the wife? Where is Anne Shadeen? Where's Kate? I mean, it looks like most of these actors they 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 did the 
the tele- network television circuit, they they were on episodes, one episode's here, one episode there, of a bunch of different shows. So I didn't really see anything where they actually were the starring in any of these vehicles again. Yeah, and Lynn, uh, the one who played the da- uh, daughter who played Lynn, um, she looks like she hasn't done anything since 1998. Right. So she was in the Young of the Restless. So, I mean, a lot of people, they just retire from acting and they just call it quits. And, you know, that that's cool if you if you if you realize, hey, I don't want to be an actor anymore and I want to live a normal life. That's that's awesome. You don't have to be an actor forever. Look at look at um, Charlie Cor- uh, Cosmo. I think it's Cosmo. He played on Hook and he played on What About Bob? He was a little kid. Um he was he was awesome. He retired from acting and now he's like a freaking lawyer or something. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, and like uh what's the oh, the kid who played Chunk in Goonies, he he's also an entertainment lawyer. He, I think that's pretty much the only movie he was in was Goonies and I mean, that's a pretty memorable character and he just gave up acting. So, yeah, you can you can you can be a child actor and then just walk away from it and still leave it live a good life. Yeah, you don't have to be the cliche. Looking at you, Corey Feldman. Or Corey Ham, rest in peace. Oh, why are you just talking about all the dead people this episode? Wait, why don't we? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, Benji Gregory, Brian, who played Brian? Let's see. Whoa. It says here that he joined the United States Navy in 2003. He he became an aerographer's mate at the Center of Naval Education and Training Unit. Um, he was transferred to Bremerton, Washington, and served on board aircraft carrier USS Carl Vinston from 2004 to 2005 in the weather office. He was discharged from the Navy in 2005 for medical reasons. Is last known to be living in Arizona with his wife. Hey, he might be living in Yuma. He might be. That that'd be strange if he was. I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> after this. After we're done recording this, I'm gonna do a little Google foo and see if I can find out where he's living. Okay, you do that cyber stalking. I I will. You you don't even know. <laughs> but you know, if he lived in Yuma, you'd think we would have come across him by now. There's not too many people named Benji around. Well, I mean, I don't also interact with a lot of old people anyway, so. Old? He was born in 78. He's only four years older than me. He's only three years older than... You know, I don't, whatever. <laughs> old people? What's wrong with you? I keep thinking that Elf didn't come out in the 60s. <laughs> it seemed like that long... It seemed like that long ago. He, But who knows? He could be going by Ben. He could be going by Ben. So, I mean, you don't know his life. What do you, what do you know, Mitch? Come on. Why you gotta yell at me? <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. Okay, uh, would you would you recommend the show to anyone else? I would, especially if I had kids. I would I would recommend um, for anybody that would want to see how the '80s, you know, were different for this type of show to make it onto television. Like if this this show were to make it onto television now. It would probably be on um, PBS or uh, Nickelodeon or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't be a network television show. No, definitely. 
Um, I I would totally recommend the show to anybody, and just just because of the fact that it it still holds up. I liked it. I want people to enjoy the stuff that I enjoyed. That's why I want. That's why I'm doing this podcast with you. Um, and which it's to- which brings me go go ahead. Which, well, Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to know because in the last two episodes we've talked about it that uh, you know usually you'd watch these shows out in the living room and uh, your family might come around and watch. Did your kids happen to catch episodes of this show? Yeah, and that's actually what I was getting at right now was uh, you know especially if you have kids, I'm totally going to recommend this to you because while I was watching Alf in the living room, after each episode was over. Unlike The Flash, where my kids were like, oh, you're going to watch another episode. <laughs> my kids were like, hey, you're going to watch another episode of ALF? Um, no, I'm going to eat dinner. Oh, and then afterwards, can you watch another episode? <laughs> I don't know. Why? Why are you freaking out about it? Just calm down. <laughs> well, as, as last week, you would, or last episode, you would use Flash as punishment. Now you can use ALF as, as a reward. Yeah, exactly. Go, <laughs> go to your room. Otherwise, you're going to watch The Flash. And if, oh. and if you do a good job, you can watch Alf. Okay. <laughs> I like it. So, but yeah, I guess that that's what we thought of Alf. I yeah, and definitely, you know, that's it's I almost went into this thinking that it wouldn't hold up, that I would get really bored with this show after the first couple episodes, but I didn't. So, I was happy that it it held up for me. Yeah, it it totally held up for me. Even even the episode where they left Alf home alone and he did that whole risky business um, thing, that I, I, I still laughed my butt off. <laughs> you know what was also funny is that there's the episode where they did the the rear window episode. And it's almost like if, you, if, you, if there's a sitcom, you have to do a rear window episode. Like every show has a rear window episode where the, someone for some reason is stuck in a, in a room and they see their neighbor... Uh, supposedly killing their killing their wife, and they sneak into the other house. So I, it's it. I think it's funny that certain tropes always make it into every show. Yeah, because I mean, I think at this point, that at that point, it was just kind of low hanging fruit. It was they could just they could make an episode out of that easily, no matter what the show was about. <laughs> if you have exactly. if you have a neighbor, you can do that. You know exactly. Yeah. So, but cool. Yeah. That that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Uh, I am I'm happy with it. Are you happy with it? I'm totally happy with it. Um, if you like 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 we spoke of earlier, if you wanna if you wanna have if you have feedback for us or you wanna get in contact with us or you wanna give us an idea of a show that you used to watch that we may have watched that we should watch again. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that sounded right. Um, please, <laughs> please contact us. Get on our Facebook, Geek Elite Radio. Um, go to geekleetradio.com. Click on the contact us button. Go to our forums. Join the forum. It's it's not that hard. It'll take you a couple minutes. Um, you can talk about whatever you want. We talk about board games. Talk about our shows. If you want to just gossip about whatever what you ate for lunch, it, you can talk about it on there. This it's a place for our listeners and for us to interact, no matter what the topic is. Um, that's why that's why I added it to the website. Um, also, if you have an idea for a podcast that you want to you know shoot past us, you know that's a good place to, to to voice that idea. I would love to hear more ideas for podcasts that are unique and interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not saying that we have a lot of listeners because we we're still up and coming. We're still we're still growing. But 
It is really hard to start a podcast from the ground floor and to get listeners. So we are looking to expand our Geek Elite Radio network. That's why it's a network. If you have an idea for a podcast or you have a podcast that you think might fit into our category of geek stuff, if, if, if you, there's something that you geek out about, even if it's woodworking, if you geek out about it, you're a geek. And you belong on our network if you want to start a podcast. Get in touch with us. We'll put you. We'll be more than happy to put your podcast in part of the Geekly Radio Network, and you will get a bunch of listeners because we're all. You know, we autom- automatically um, are in all the you know podcast land, iTunes, whatever. You'll automatically get downloads because people have subscribed to us, and it's a it's a pretty good way to get us get to get you know networked with us and. You know, we'll help you out. You help us out. Exactly. And and you, you're sitting there, might be listening to this, being like, I have no idea where to start. We, we'll be there to help you every step of the way. Yeah, it's not that hard to start a podcast. You just, you get a, you get a, a microphone and something to talk about. Exactly. So we are there for that. Yeah. Uh, if, so, you know, our website, geekleetradio.com. Facebook, facebook.com backslash Geek Elite Radio. Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio. We have plenty of places to get a hold of us at. Uh, if you want to listen to us, we, uh, we said earlier, you can get us on Stitcher. You can uh, go to our website and listen to our, our podcast. Um, we're on iTunes. If you wouldn't go on there and download our episodes, give us a review, give us a rating. Anything you want to say, just make sure it's a five-star rating. Right. And if you listen to this before the end of October, please... Just if you like, if you don't have to, but if you like what we do, just do us a favor. Go to podcastland.com and then just vote for us. We'll really appreciate it. And if you if you email us and tell us that you voted, we'll we'll thank you on on the next show. I'll thank you, and then we'll I'll send you I'll send you some stickers. Yeah, there you go. We're we're buying votes now. Yeah. I didn't. I never heard it was illegal, so I'm good with it. I'm totally good with it too. <laughs> um, what is the next sh- uh, show we're going to be doing? Um, I believe it's going to be Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street, which is another hour long oh, show. So that's going to that's going to be fun. Oh, God. this show! <laughs> this show better have held up, just because I do not want another flash debacle. That's that would blow. That would that would suck. <laughs> I, I will I will quit halfway through. I will read the cliff notes and I will fake it on the next episode if that's the case. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll find out in two weeks. So, so stay tuned. And if you liked Twenty One Jump Street, then listen to us. And if you don't know what Twenty One Jump Street was, or um, you know you're interested and you want to listen, you know want to watch it before then. Uh, try to find it on Netflix. I don't. I doubt it's streaming, but they probably have the DVDs. Um, it might be on Hulu. It might be. It I, might, I was. Yeah. I was happy to find out that Alf was on Hulu. That was cool. Yeah. Try to find a way to watch Twenty One Jump Street, and then when we talk about it, you'll know what we're talking about. You only have to watch the first episode, so that's uh, first season, so that's cool. Yeah, and you obviously watch whatever you want to watch. We're not cops. No, we're not going to tell you what to do. No, you're only allowed to watch <laughs> the first season. Anything after that, that's. <laughs> um. Yeah. So if you want to find me directly on Twitter, it's. At agent underscore of the underscore bat. Um, I'm at Aaron Berrigan, A-R-R-O-N, B-A-R-R-A-G-A-N. I'm not much of a 
tweeter, Twitterer, whatever. I can care less about Twitter. I have enough crap going on on just Facebook alone and stuff. So if you tweet me, it might be a while before I get back to you, and I apologize. But I'm just not a big Twitter guy. But you're more than welcome to try. <laughs> well, that's where I am, and I'm I'm there most of the time. I'm not on Facebook that often, so... You can get a hold of me there. Honestly, if you want to get a hold of me, Twitter's not the best way to do it. Just go to our website and find me on Facebook. There you go. So, I'm Mitch, and with me... Is Aaron. Saying goodbye is Aaron. <laughs> and I say, until next time, geek out. Adios. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.